Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. There will be no Donald Thomas today as he's got other things he has to attend to, but he will be back with us next week. In this episode, we are going to break down this upcoming week five matchup where the Tennessee Titans come to Indy to face the Colts. And oh boy, there is a lot to talk about with this game on both sides of the ball for both teams, right? And this this is a situation where, you know, so much has actually changed since the beginning of the week on Sunday, as opposed to now, right? For both teams, right? That's that's the thing. Tennessee did not look good right up until Sunday morning when they started their game against the Bengals. The Indianapolis Colts. Looked like they were on a trajectory to be a really good team this year. And then injuries happen, right? And then the Colts get a primary player back, maybe? What? Well, we're going to get into that and much, much more right after. I remind everybody that Bet Online is still your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest lines, odds, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, as we get into this game, I want to just break down the Indianapolis Colts right now. As many of you knew, this past Sunday really hurt the Indianapolis Colts, especially in their secondary, okay? Because we lost our starting outside corner, right? Dallas Flowers was having a really good season at that outside corner position. Uh, Broke down, you know, uh, some plays from him on a film room. Uh, just the other day, I thought he was doing fantastic and now he's gone with an Achilles. I was afraid when I saw it, that that's what happened. And it it turns out that's exactly what it was. It sucks to see that. And so really the Indianapolis Colts at this point, they have no one behind Juju Brents right now, right? Who is the starting left cornerback. And then at right with, you know, Dallas gone, who's going to be there? Probably Daryl Baker Jr. You know, the guy who was benched in favor of Juju Brents. And look, I'm not telling you that Juju was a whole lot better. Uh, Juju still is learning as well, right? Going through that film room, Juju, uh, communication with him and uh, recognizing when to switch off due to motion and things of that nature. He has problems with, he has to be told by Kenny Moore, hey, you need to move over or you need to switch up players or things of that nature. And a lot of times he's so focused on the guy in front of him, he doesn't recognize what Kenny Moore is trying to tell him, right? Right there on the field. So hopefully, now I'm not saying that this is something that's going to last for a long period of time. I'm hoping this is something that will just, you know, 
short term, Juju will be able to pick up on this stuff uh, more and more with the more snaps and experience he has, but still learning. And it, it's understandable why uh, Gus Bradley held Juju Brett's out uh, for as long as he did, you know, through the first three games. So, but now, now we got Juju and Daryl Baker back on there. A lot of you are going to say, well, what about Jalen Jones, right? Well, there's a good possibility we might see Daryl Baker Jr. and Jalen Jones in and out both together, okay? But we all got to remember that Jalen was a seventh-round pick. Yes, he stepped up and did a very good job and is one of the main reasons why Darius Rush is not part of this Indianapolis Colts team. But still, we have serious depth concern not just depth, but starter concern with the Indianapolis Colts secondary. Because other than the guys that I just named, we have Tony Brown, who's a special teamer, can come in occasionally and play. But I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly overly thrilled about, you know, Tony Brown being a starter, especially on the outside, right? Not when you got guys like an I, I got to say this. You got guys like DeAndre Hopkins over there, you know, and Nick Westbrook Akina over there on the Titans opposite. And this is this is not something some short-term thing. This is not just one. This is, I'm talking about the rest of the season as well. But this upcoming Sunday matchup, they got DeAndre Hopkins. And that's going to be a, a bit worrisome, you know. Are you going to put your rookie corner? who has issues right now recognizing when things need to be switched up and stuff on field things against a veteran as good as DeAndre Hopkins, that's worrisome to me. Hardcore. A lot. All right. Now, let's go talk about something else that's a little bit worrisome because the Indianapolis Colts right now doesn't look like Bernard Ryman's going to be starting at left tackle. It's going to be Blake Freeland again. He missed practice on Thursday, and with a concussion, you need a you you need a partial practice, a limited, and then get cleared from that so you could have a full practice. And then after the full practice, you have to be cleared from that so you can get evaluated on Saturday to play on Sunday. All right, so. It looks like it's going to be, like I said, Blake Freeland. Now, it looks like Ryan Kelly will be back, so we're not going to have Wesley French in there at center. That's that's positive, all right? That's some positive news. Because let's, let's face it, guys, the Tennessee Titans defense is pretty darn solid, right? I mean, they got Danico Autry. They got Tear Tart. They got Harold Landry. And let's not forget about Big 98. Jeff Simmons is a stud, okay? And Jeff Simmons, granted, he's going to play mostly guard or tackle. He's going to be mostly over the guards and centers. But if you got a guy like Blake Freeland who has problems against power, that's where he really, really has issues with. I wouldn't be surprised to see them finding Jeff Simmons in ways of getting him up on the outside. That's just, you know, that's scary, but it is what it is, right? So that's that's a bit worrisome as well. 
Now, on the Colts' defensive side, it's not like we're without injuries there as well. I already talked about Dallas Flowers missing, you know, the rest of the season. Quiddy Pay also has not practiced the first two games off of a concussion from the Rams game, okay? So it looks like he's probably going to miss. Now, to be fair, his backup, Taekwon Lewis, has been pretty darn solid. Has been pretty darn solid the last, you know, since he's came into the league. It's just he's got to be on the field to play. Well, he's going to be there, and he's going to have to seriously step up his play and and, and not get injured, quite frankly, uh, for this defensive line because we all know who Tennessee has sitting there at running back. Okay, we all we all know who Derrick Henry is. All right. And he likes to run people over. Straight up run people over. And we need a good, solid defensive line to get him from getting a full head of steam when he starts running. Because if he gets a full head of steam and starts running and no one's in the backfield to make him stop or juke or something of that nature. He's going to run over linebackers and corners and safeties like no tomorrow. I, I Well, it's going to be interesting because Zaire Franklin is a physical linebacker, but he's also, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to see that matchup one-on-one against him on a constant basis. I want to see where a defensive lineman already has a hand on him and then Zaire or Speed could just you know finish up the tackle or help out with the tackle something of that nature we got to get our defensive linemen in there to create this problem because if we can't get penetration on their offensive line let me explain something to you all right ryan Tannehill had himself a game against the bengals defense i mean a game Sometimes Ryan Tannehill will have this game where he throws three interceptions and, you know, fumbles it twice and all. And then you have these games where he's throwing four touchdowns, no turnovers, rushes for 50 yards and a touchdown, you know. And that's the kind of game that he had last week against the Bengals. And we know that the Colts have not had a good history going up against the Tennessee Titans in recent years. In order to get this done, We're going to have to limit this offense that's led with, you know, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and DeAndre Hopkins. I know a lot of you say, well, DeAndre is is washed. He's not washed, guys. He's not. I mean, he made some plays in that that Bengals game that was eye-opening, all right? But at the same time, you know, he's one of those guys. I mean, Hopkins against... Our secondary right now is a scary, scary thought. And the best way to help our secondary is to get back there and get pressure on Tannehill. And not just pressure, you got to get home. Because last week against the Bengals, he was pressured a lot. He was hit a lot. He was making throws as he was getting hit. And he was making dime throws for key first downs and touchdowns and big plays. So you have to get home. because. Not only is our secondary thin, but you got to remember, we got Gus Bradley back there calling plays, all right? And he loves the zone. You know, he loves zone defense. 
And if you can't get pressure on a quarterback in zone defense and you give that quarterback two, three seconds, you know, uh, and upwards, they're going to chew you apart. So we got to get pressure on him to get him to, to make mistakes and cause turnovers. That is by and far the most important thing in this game. It's our defensive line has to win their matchups against the Tennessee Titans offensive line in both the pass and the run. They absolutely have to. If we don't, it's going to be an ugly game. All right. Now, let's go ahead and flip the script because we do have someone that potentially is coming back. Now, I don't know if he's going to play this game or if it's good, you know, even if he does, how many snaps is he going to have? Five, six, ten at the most, maybe. And that's if they clear him because right now, Jonathan Taylor, yes, has been back all week off of pup list, but he's still on that 21-day trial period. He has not been cleared to play a game. He's just been cleared right now to practice. They have to take him off that 21-day window to activate him off of pup still. Now, will that happen today? Will that happen tomorrow? I don't know. I'm expecting it to, and when it does, then we got to see what what goes on from there. If they don't activate him, he may not he can't play. They have to activate him off the pup list for him to play. So and if they don't feel like he is at that stage right now to where he understands the playbook, to where he uh can can uh get into physicality of things, understand, you know, the how how the, the the new guys up there at the offensive line is blocking. There's a bunch of stuff that the, that Jonathan Taylor has to get through hurdle-wise and learn and get a connection with, you know, him and him and Anthony Richardson. They got to understand, you know, the hand up because there's a lot of RPOs here. Jonathan Taylor's not used to a lot of RPOs. Jonathan Taylor's used to, yeah, you put the ball in my bread basket. I'm going to cl- clamp down on that sucker and go. All right, you do that in this RPO system that Shane Steichen has with Anthony Richardson, and there's going to be fumbles that happen on the exchange because, you know, there'll be times when Anthony Richardson's going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to pull the ball back. But Jonathan Taylor's like, oh, it's in my basket. I'm clamping down, you know. I don't want to see that. They need to practice this exchange a lot so that they understand the feel between each other during the handoff on whether Richardson is handing the football off to him or if he's going to pull it back. So there's a lot to consider here when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. Would I like to see him on the field? Oh, they absolutely, dude. He's a home run hitter, right? He's the one guy on our team, the one guy on offense on our team that I feel like could take the ball, get the ball handed off to him or passed to him at the 20-yard line of their own 20-yard line and take it 80 yards the other way, all right? Now, Anthony Richardson is a heck of a player, and he is fast, but I just I don't see him as a guy who's going to run an 80-yard run with the ball, right? I, I can see 15, 20, 25, 30-yard runs, 
But unless it is wide open on one side of the field, I don't see him, you know, doing the whole broken tackle juking guys. He just doesn't seem to have that left and right cut ability that we like that that we usually see from guys like Lamar Jackson. He's more of a north and south run you over type of quarterback. And besides that, I don't want to see him doing north and south run you over when he's already got 15 yards and a first down. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to see him slide, right? I want to see him slide in those cases or run out of bounds or something of that nature, right? Because the best ability is availability. And he's our, and I don't want to see him get hurt. Not against this t- Titans defense that loves to bring the heat and hit. All right, this Mike Vrabel coached defense is a very physical defense. And you will bet dollars to donuts, he's going to be sending all sorts of different types of blitzes at Anthony Richardson. All right, so he's going to have to learn how to get – I mean, we, he already learned how to get rid of the football quickly. That's one thing that I do like about him is that he does have a quick, you know, count in his head of one, two, get rid of the football or run, Right. That's something that I do like about Anthony Richardson, but there's still a lot that he needs to work on. He's still a little bit roller coastery when it comes to accuracy, right? And there's a few times where um, he doesn't go through his progressions all the way, and there'll be like Alec Pierce wide open downfield, right, for a big bomb touchdown pass, but he doesn't see it because, you know, he went one, two, throw or run, right? So now I'm hoping that this week he can at least get through. uh, Last week I saw him get to his third progression a couple times, which was nice, which was nice. So we'll, we'll see what happens against the Titans, but against this Titans defense with Blake Freeland, probably being our left tackle. I don't like that idea of him having to hold the ball uh, for two or three seconds. Right. I want him to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, unless there's opportunity there. Like he sits in that pocket and notices, you know what, this this, this offensive line, I got a nice pocket. I can hold the ball all, all, uh, a second or two longer. Let's go to my third and fourth progression uh, now that I do have a nice clean pocket right now. But at first, you got to test the waters, right? Early on, you got to test the waters. You, do, you don't want to take your shot right out the gate and potentially take a sack. Because early on, I'll guarantee you Mike Rabel's going to test the waters there too. He's going to send blitzes and and and, and things that uh, hide his defense. You know what Mike Rabel's really, really good at? Having seven people up on the line of scrimmage all standing up on defense to confuse not only the offensive line but the quarterback on who's coming on the pressure. Rabel is very, very well known for that. All right. Now, if Jonathan Taylor does play in this game, no matter what kind of snaps he has, I want to see where the RPO is Taylor run one direction, Anthony Richardson's option is going the other direction, right? Force Tennessee to pick and choose their poison. Are we going to go... to the direction of Jonathan Taylor, or are we going to go with Anthony Richardson? And they'll have to basically flip a coin at that point, right? Flip a coin. Um, And if you guess right, something could still come out of it for the Colts. If you guess wrong, 
odds are you're going to get burnt bad by whoever still has the football. All right. Because of the, the, the speed and quickness of, of both these guys. So that's what I'm looking at in this game. It's there's a lot to go over. Um, obviously I want to see a lot of two tight end sets in this, in this game as well. Uh, Alec, Alec did better. Alec Pierce did much better in that game uh, against the Rams, uh, caught some ball, still had a ball knocked out of his hand on a completion down by the end zone. I feel like he probably could have kept a hold on that. I hope he's really practiced hard on um, not he, – he's gotten strong at the catch, which I like, but now he's got to stay strong bringing it in to his body. He's got to bring that in as quickly as possible and be strong with that because that's twice now in two games that he's had the ball knocked right out of his hands, bringing the ball into his body. All right. Michael Pittman Jr., that don't happen with him very often. He's He's got strong point of attack at the ball, plus bringing the ball back into his body. So, Alec, I don't know what you got to do here, whether it's working with Reggie Wayne or Michael uh, Pittman Jr. or both, but we got to get that fixed. Kylan Granson. Mo Ali Cox, Drew Ogletree. Those are three guys that really need to step up in this game to help take the heat off, uh, you know, a lot of this offense right now because they're they're the guys over the middle, right, that can make the big plays. And all three of them have made big plays this year. All three of them. I want to see them continue. They have been the serious bright spot between them and Zach Moss. All right, Michael Pittman's had his ups and downs all year. You know, he'll, one minute he'll he'll miss a, a catch, the next minute you could be ripping his helmet off, and he's like, you know, can't be stopped, right? No matter what happens, he's going to moss somebody. I know a lot of people are like, quit saying moss. We have a moss on our team, and that moss mossed a player uh, on a touchdown catch. So I'm using moss and just refer to it as Zach Moss rather than Randy Moss. <laughs> let's get into predictions of this game and that's that's the sad thing all right i'm look if we were fully healthy and we had still had dallas flowers on the team i'd say this is going to be a close game even at home mike grable's always been a really uh tough opponent always has been and if we were healthy and full strength i'd be good with this game I probably picked the Colts to win by three, but don't know Jonathan Taylor's plan. The secondary is as weak as I've ever seen a secondary in the NFL right now, right? And and then we got you know Blake Freeland sitting over there at left tackle. That that's worrisome, and I, I hate doing this, but I got the Tennessee Titans winning this game twenty-seven to nineteen. That's what I have. Um, now, if if our defensive line can get pressure and cause some turnovers, the Colts absolutely can win this game. But we got to get some turn. We got to get Ryan Tannehill to turn that football over. And we are at home. We're going to have the crowd noise going with us, so it's absolutely could happen. But right now, as it sits. Man, that's that's it's a really worrisome situation. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor would be any kind of a game changer in this game and his first game back and having limited carries if he plays at all. 
Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for coming on. Remember, drop a like. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know your thoughts in the comments. If you're listening to this on an audio podcast, make sure if it's like uh, iTunes or something of that nature. Make sure you leave a review. It helps out a ton. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. This was Believe in Colts. And as usual, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.